When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. AJ, I finally can say goodbye to AJ. See you later, AJ. <laughs> goodbye. I don't usually get a chance to say goodbye to him. Hey, just, uh, just, yeah. just appear. Have a good weekend, everybody. Tim. Oh, yeah, thanks. There you go. That might help. Uh, yeah, no, hey. Have, have a good weekend, everybody. I was just on my way out the door, but uh... <laughs> no. But like, like all week long, I've been saying, "Oh, damn it! I for, I didn't forget, but I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to AJ." All right, yeah. you just you're gone, and then Andy's there. Yeah, most some would say that's an improvement when I'm gone, and then Andy just magically appears. What do you mean by some? Yeah, yeah right. Who? <laughs> I'm trying to give myself a little bit of credit here, people. Come on. <laughs> Name <All right>. him. <laughs> have a good weekend, everybody. See ya. All right, thanks a lot, AJ. Have a great weekend. Andy's in. Officer Dave is in. Ladies and gentlemen, Timmy Lammer is brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Timmy Lammers, what's happening, Tim? Hey, good morning, everybody. What do you like, Freaky-deaky Friday. We're on a freaky-deaky Friday, everybody. Yeah, I was telling you, if you would have talked to me at the beginning of, or last week, I had a bad cold. It would have been more freaky-deaky. But now my freaky voice is back to normal. So sorry. Who's that country singer that does the uh, send $19 a month to take care of all the kids? Who is that guy? <laughs> Trace Atkins. Trace Atkins. Right. That's exactly If you just send $15 in this month, we'll take. That guy's got the deepest voice of any living human, for Christ's sake. Yes, yes. Is so, he uh, I, you know, I don't listen to Trace. I know who he is. He was on a yeah, show called Nashville or not Nashville, something. No, Monarch. you're right. Monarch. I thought it was Nashville. Nashville was something, some, another country and Western show. Oh. Country Come and on, Western. Officer Dave. Country and Western. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you all caught up on uh, uh, um, Jack Reacher. I Reacher. am. I uh, Well, I haven't watched number six yet. Wow. Mm. But that just what last night it came out so yeah yeah that'll be done I, that'll be done when i get home there you go i got everybody jealous a couple of weeks back when i told them i got all eight episodes in advance yeah i heard that so, and i wanted to come uh, over, drive out there and body slam you <laughs> yeah yeah so uh we power watch those suckers in about two days so yeah it was great so but today i'm here to talk about the top five films of 2023 oh this ought to be good yeah, you know, it's you know, it, it, it's interesting how you get these films and a lot of these lists they tend to forget about the films that came out earlier in the year. Oh, okay. Right? 
And I wanted to make sure that I didn't do that. Um, I would think if I gave you my top 10, there would be more from earlier in the year. But I got at least one from uh, at number five, John Wick 4. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, t- Tom, I know that you were planning on seeing it, but I don't know if you've seen it yet. Have you? I've seen the first 20 minutes. I am not going to watch a movie that's three and a half hours long. <laughs> yes. well, I, to be fair, it's two hours and 50 minutes long. You're getting it confused with something else. You're getting <laughs> okay. it confused with Killers of the Flower Moon. No, that but one. John Wick is, is two hours and 50 minutes. And I'm just telling you, it's next level stuff. What they do here is, has anybody seen John Wick 4 in, on, on the air here? No, I was going to watch it, but then I saw the runtime and was like, I don't have three hours right now to spare. <laughs> right. So I had to yeah. put it off till some other time. Well, the true test, Tevin, mm-hmm. is to go to one of these movies in the theater. And yes, there's a trick to it. Don't drink anything because you will have to get up and go. And if you right. don't have the urge to get up and go, then it's a great movie. Now, some of that stuff, it's unavoidable, like Pillars of the Flower Moon. Three and a half hours, I mean, you just can't do it. It's just not possible right. unless you get a wizenator or something mm-hmm. or you pee in your cup. I don't want to go any further, but I've never done that. I'm just telling you. Uh, so, yeah, two hours and 50 minutes, and it's just bodies are dropping constantly in this sort of thing. It is the ultimate John Wick movie uh, I, I still I'm partial to three just because I thought Halle Berry kicked such enormous ass in that third one. I love Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is great. This is great stuff. Presumably the end. But, you know, I, I'm thinking they're coming back. This made the most money out of all the John Wick pictures. So number five, John. Wick. I have a qu- question for you. Yeah. Is number one the still the highest grossing of them all? Or how did that work? out? No. Oh, no, uh, oh, 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 number one. Oh, I thought you meant on my list. I, I really don't know what I, I could look that up while we're chatting. But, uh, you know, you can look at these things a couple different ways in terms of budget. You know, how much it costs and how much it made. I would imagine number one's got to be the best business wise money maker. Because, again, about- you, you know. Gross? Uh, no, it's every movie made more than the previous one by quite a bit, really? actually. Really? Chapter two more than doubled one, and three Whoa. almost doubled two. Uh, four only went 16 million above three, but I mean, it's still, you know, quite a bit of money. The question yeah. is how much, how much did each one budget? cost to make? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. John Wick one. Let's just compare one and four, the budgets. I have a feeling it's going to be a bit different. Uh, John Wick 1, budget of 20 to 30. So if we assume 30, that means it drew 300% uh, return on investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chapter 4. Yep. No, Chapter 4 cost $100 million and drew 440 so 440% Whoa. return on investment. So no, it's uh, getting stronger as they keep releasing yeah. movies. So they're going to be doing this for the next 30 years. <laughs> yeah, there is a movie calling uh, called Ballerina coming out uh, in 2024, starring Anna Diarmas as the ballerina. Now you have to remember there are those Russian ballerinas, so this is tied into the John Wick universe, mm-hmm. and it's a prequel movie. So Keanu will show up in that movie. Uh, we're getting a John Wick cinematic universe now. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna have to find all the Wick stones to make the Wick yeah. gauntlet. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so, I mean, they got to find a way to get him in there. I mean, obviously it's inspired by it and it's a good move, but, but yeah, I mean, unless you see this movie, 
it's ambiguous. It's an ambiguous ending. I will say that much. So he may turn up again. He may not. I mean, Keanu might say, you know what? I'm tired of this is physically just kicking my yeah. ass. Because he is 60, I think, right? Uh, He's close. Yeah, he and I are about the same age, and I just turned 59. He'll so. be 60 in September. Yep, yep, yep. So there you go. We'll find out. I mean, that's why Hugh Jackman supposedly retired from playing mm -hmm. Wolverine, because it was kicking his ass. Well, now he's coming back for Deadpool 3, so who knows what's going on. So. <laughs> yeah. Money, 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 baby. I don't know. Uh, number four. This is a very complicated movie, but it when a movie hangs with you for days, you know that it's a great movie. Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. uh, Tommy, you said you did see that one. I did. I did see Oppenheimer. Most definitely, it was way too long. Yeah, three hours. I mean, but you yeah, know, you gotta indulge the director when he directs you The Dark Knight, in the Dark Knight the trilogy. I mean, come on, they they earn the clout to to do what ever they want to do and make it however long they want to and you know because of barbie barbenheimer the the hype i think really helped that movie and mm -hmm. it made it close to a billion dollars worldwide which is amazing Jeez. for a movie that's three hours long you know so yeah it's complicated but it is a fascinating historical tale you know it, it but and the cast is phenomenal I mean, I think it's certainly the best thing, one of the best things Robert Downey Jr. has ever done. And I certainly hope he's recognized. But Killian Murphy, a guy that's been around forever, playing mm -hmm. Oppenheimer. But there are just so many other people in this picture. It's it's just an amazing, an amazing achievement. So number four, Oppenheimer. Number three, Tom, Killers of the Flower Moon. I know you turned it off. Ugh. It was terrible. <laughs> you knew as soon as you saw Robert De Niro how it was going to end. The second he came on screen, it's like, well, oh, of so he's course. Be I mean, I don't think they hide the oh. fact that all these honkies are bad people, mm -hmm. you know, with the exception of Jesse Plemons' character. Right, right. And I don't know if you even got that far in the movie to find out that Jesse Plemons is in it, Tom. Nope, I did not. <laughs> I was like, this Which movie is another great right. actor, but it, it chronicles the, the uh, murders on the Osage. Uh, tribal nation in Oklahoma when uh, the, the tribe discovered oil and all of a sudden mm -hmm. a bunch yep. of uh, white fellas started marrying these uh, native women and the native women started getting dead. And it's a true story and it's based on a book and uh, watch it all the way through. I mean, treat it like a miniseries then or something, you know, spread it out mm -hmm. over three nights. The weird thing is, is that because Apple and I think it was Paramount was a distribution partner, they spent $200 million on a picture, which you know, it's impossible for any superhero movie to make that back these days. A, you know, a, a smaller themed I shouldn't say, you know, it's it's not an epic, right? But it, it it's a smaller film in terms of characters, et cetera, et cetera. It's taking forever to make its money back. So right now it's premium video on demand. I should note that Oppenheimer is premium or is just regular video on demand. John Wick, regular video on demand. Uh, so Killers of the Flower Moon, spread it out over three nights. And I think you'll like it a lot better, Tom. How about if I spread it over like three months? Never. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, the thing is, is that you're going to hear so much about this movie and maybe it's going to overhype it. Maybe I overhyped it. But I, I tell you what, again, I got up twice during this movie. I mentioned this before. One was because I wasn't going to sit there for three and a half, four hours waiting, you know, with previews and all that. 
without having something to eat. I had popcorn. I had pop. So I got it once for the pop, and the other time I got it was because Taylor Swift was banging on the walls the next theater over. It was too loud, so I went to complain. Right. Uh, so that's the only other reason I got up. So, yeah, that, uh, you know, I, it's unavoidable, but it mostly passed the test for a long movie. I, I was it, it kept me interested the whole way through. So Killers of the Flower Moons, Martin Scorsese, De Niro, as badass as ever. Man, he is great in this. Mm-hmm. He, is. he is. He is. I, I'm not so convinced about DiCaprio. I mean, yes, he's he's good. It's different than I think I've seen him before in, in a Scorsese movie. Now, number two, I'm sorry, what was that? No, it's just an, we got an echo today, and I don't oh, know why. I don't hear an it echo. It keeps coming and going. Well, it, it comes and goes. It just, it's annoying as hell. Number I don't think two. the listeners can hear it. No, I don't no, think so. No, no, no. It was weird. It's kind of like a... Yes, Number exactly. two is a film that I guarantee nobody has seen. But it is available on rental, digital, uh, digital on demand, Um like a four ninety nine, five ninety nine, whatever. It's a South Korean movie called Past Lives. It's making all the top lists. It's being nominated. It's being called really? the best movie. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a South Korean film. But again, subtitles don't bother me because I can't hear. And I've been watching stuff with subtitles for years. So mm-hmm. a foreign film, no big deal. Um, but it's about uh, this bond that these these childhood sweethearts form. They're separated for more than twenty years. Um, because one, the, the, the woman moves from South Korea. She's a girl at the time, but she moves to South Korea from there to uh, North America, to Toronto, and then to New York City, and then they reconnect. And it just shows you that unbreakable bond that people form when you have such of a, a close relationship at that sort of age. And it, it's the sort of thing that it doesn't matter that it's South Korean and that you know, you're reading subtitles most of all. It's so relatable. You know, so many of us have been in a situation where you have those bonds. I felt that again, honestly, recently with uh, my 40th uh, class reunion. Oh, yeah. Together with that. And it's just amazing how when you get together with these people, there's just such of a comfort level there that you just don't feel with anybody else. And so, yeah, it, it's that sort of movie. You can just feel it in your bones. And, and normally I try not to get too hoity-toity and you know it's an independent film it's a foreign film etc cetera, etc cetera. but man did this movie strike me it no big stars in it. john magaro you might have seen him before i think he was in lansky he's, oh, okay. he's yeah he, he is about the only person that you would know but uh yeah it's it's an amazing movie i'm telling you and uh yeah number two past lives number one probably not a big surprise i've been talking about this movie for weeks Tom, I know you've seen it. Tom, I know you loved it. It is The Holdovers. Paul Giamatti. Loved it. Might be the best thing he's ever done. I agree. It's such of a great movie because it's really ultimately about family where three people form this makeshift family. They'd all have broken families or families lost. Mm-hmm. And it's streaming on Peacock for free if you want to see it. If you don't have that, you can rent it for really cheap. It might even be available on DVD or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes place over the holidays, which I think really makes it extra special. Uh, being that we're finally due to get snow here, maybe it'll feel <laughs> like you can still watch it, right? Yes. Uh, but it's just 
I don't know, man. There's something about this movie that really grabbed me. And it has everything. It's it's funny, you know, and it's poignant. Uh, Paul Giamatti, Divine Joy Randolph, they will be nominated. That's that's almost a sure thing. And I'm really mm -hmm. hoping that Dominic Sessa, who plays this kid, the Great. holdover at this uh, prep school in New England, this boarding school, if he is a nominee, that'd be crazy. So, no, oh, he's okay. okay, I got to show you the newest member of the family quick before I go. So, number one is the holdovers. This is my son's. See uh -oh, oh, my God. Puppy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Patty just brought up the puppy. Her name is Finca. It's a golden retriever. Mm -hmm. Total furball, like a little Chewbacca. Oh. And uh, we're watching her for a month because my son can't have her right now in his place, but he's moving in, in less than a month. So we get to babysit the puppy for a month. I got to tell you, the life has its coincidences. It's unbelievable. Bye. Holding up that dog. Last night, Catherine and I, she was, in, she was in the bedroom and I was in the kitchen. I don't know, whatever. And Jude starts going berserk. I mean, barking and howling and... I walk into the room, dog that looked just like that was on television. <laughs> oh, the universe does work in strange ways, doesn't it? He did not like that dog being in his house, I'll tell you that. Oh, believe me, if you got that dog in your house, he would be so damn jealous. Because I, I actually, my basset hound, uh, Vaughn, he's just such of a lover boy. He just loves all creatures, right? We got the new cat. I mean, he was instantly friends. But the other one, the peer, she doesn't want anything to do with her. You sure. know, she feels the hurt, like she's being abandoned. So I'm trying to just take her aside and say, you know, everything's okay. She's only going to be here a month. So, <laughs> but Brittany, it's going to be hard to let her go after a month because no, I understand that. Brittany, what is that over your left shoulder? It's a cat. It's kind of a. Oh yeah, a, that's like. Well, I know it's a cat, but. That, Oh, that is the tail. Yep. That's hilarious. You could just see this tail hanging down. I couldn't see the rest of the cat. He but it didn't move. He's been trying to get in this closet the whole show, and I finally let him in so he can go on his little perch. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I have a question for you. You think, see, we could not have lived life without cats and dogs, and we had horses at one time, and all the rest of it. Boy, is everybody into the animals now? Because it I seems like they so. are. They bring you such joy, mm -hmm. you know. And and again, talk about the most. They don't. They're non-judgmental creatures. Who you are. Yeah. As long as you treat them with love and kindness, you will get that in return. I mean, they are. And some people don't, and they still get that in return, and that sucks because that's how mm -hmm. great of creatures they are. So yeah, yeah. And I, I grew up too. Uh, you know, on a farm, obviously, piglets, cows, a horse. I right. mean, everything. Right. So yeah. yeah, I I love all of them. Uh, so yeah, it's it's great to have. Right now, three dogs, two cats, and a bearded dragon in the household. So, the cat next to Brittany's going like this. Yep. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, and that 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 whole standoffish thing that the that like, the uh, cats give you is pretty funny. So I have to go. One last right. thing. One last thing. Oh, there I go. It got the echo. Uh, yep. God bless our friend Pat. I have to mention that we yeah, talked uh, at length on great. Tuesday, uh, went to uh, his service last night in Sock Rapids. Saw Sprinthal, uh, I met mm -hmm. Bernie Lauer, because I know Tom, great you, you talked about, um, um, uh, you heard from him first. And, and there was just such 
you know, the place was packed. The, 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 the parking lot was packed. I mean, just such an outpouring of love. And again, I feel so horribly for his children, but saw Lastman too. Lastman, I, I saw him there. Yeah, Lastman well. was there. I understand a lot of people. So thank you for bringing that up again. Cause Pat was special to all of us. Like I said, brilliant, brilliant salesperson, really successful, could be a massive pain in the ass, yeah. but he's also one of the most loving and giving people I've ever met. Well, I met his brother, Michael, and um, he said he talked to you on the phone too recently in the last couple, couple yeah. of months. And uh, were, it was just talking. like he was there. It was just like Pat was there. I introduced myself to Michael and Michael says, well, who is this lovely? Is this your wife? And I said, it's like I'm sitting there talking to Pat because that's the way Pat was, you know? Yeah, and, I no, said, right. and he goes, well, that's the way our parents raised us. So really it comes down to that, you know, having great parents and, uh, Producing a great human being like Pat, I mean, we're all going to yep. miss him, so God bless him. So uh, everybody have you. a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk next week. Thank you, Timmy. See ya. Right. Timmy Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Tim Lammers, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers. So, Officer Dave, you don't have any pets? Ah, uh, oh. Excuse me. No, I don't. You're the only one on the show that doesn't have any pets. I know I'm a, I'm yeah. a complete failure. Now we've <laughs> I've had, I've been surrounded by animals my entire life. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's one of those things we never had them when the kids were growing up because we were gone all day, and we thought it's so unfair to keep a dog caged up in the house or caged up in a kennel yeah. Well, yeah. all yeah. day long, mm -hmm. um, and then spend three hours with it and then go to bed and lock yeah. it up again. So we, uh, I know we got to get going here because Kristen Bird's coming up a couple of seconds, but we had a German shepherd. We lived on uh, 26th Avenue North in, in North Minneapolis, and we're looking out. It was a fenced-in yard, so we'd let the dog out once in a while, but he was a watchdog. He was trained to be, you know, suspicious of other people and all that. And I'm looking out, and this kid comes by, and he is probably about 13, 14 years old. And he decided, because he was on the other side of the fence, that he would tease our dog. Kids are dumb. Not man. a good plan, because I headed to the door. As I am going out the door, the dog jumps over the fence, grabs the kid, and drags him over the fence into our yard. Oh. I was like, holy Christ. Kid, it's a good thing I saw this happening, because he was going to shred you. Oh, I'll never. How the dog, I mean, the, just had a big mouthful of his clothing and had his, so much power, he dragged him over the fence. German Shepherds are strong dogs. Oh, yeah. my God. I'll never forget it. That's like when they put the, well, I'm sure, Officer Dave, you've seen where they have, like, the fat suit for yep. the training the German Shepherds. And yep. I remember they put, oh, yeah. suit. they put Marshawn Lynch, an NFL running back, in one of those suits, <laughs> and the dog just takes him out. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, no, yep. don't mess with the German Shepherds. It is crazy how strong, they like... For example, Man. it's kind of a meme at this point, but chimps, mm -hmm. like you look at them and they look like frail old men yeah. who <laughs> can barely lift their own heads, but they're twice as strong as any human. And yep. it's like, okay. how? it's just so weird. They don't look strong. No. And humans to get really strong, their muscles get like gigantic, but animals yeah. don't get that way. They just get stronger and stronger yeah. without ever getting yeah. that, like, you know, huge look. Yeah, like that chimp. Did you ever watch the Chimp Empire documentary on mm -hmm. Netflix? Yeah, that was. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, they can be brutal, brutal animals. Yep. And rude and a little bit.
clicky. Well, yes. <laughs> they're, they're they are. Oh, they are very nice. clicky. Yeah. They're very clicky. Yeah. They're like people. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break here. Be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com this is the tom bernard morning show podcast 
Boy, are we getting some great messages from people. I, I, I'm not going to read them on the air, but we are getting a ton of messages about Pat, and they're very, very grateful we're talking about Pat on the show today, but it's our honor to do it. Pat was a hell of a good friend. Now, Kristen Bird, I'm not that wild about, so, you know. <laughs> it's the worst that I'm here every single day to bug you. The worst, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Bird Entertainment News is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Kristen Burt, how are you? Doing great. Happy Friday to everyone. Oh, it's Friday. We like Friday. It's we true. love Friday. It was a nice short week, except I'm working over the weekend because it is Golden Globes weekend. So, No, no news yet on if you're going to be a big shot or not? No. I, no. I will let you guys know. They told me this was going to be a long process. And remember, I, I do get some other job. I have to go through a background check and all of that. And I've not been presented with any papers or online forms or anything like that. Like I said, I'll just talk to, to, like my, my friend Ralph used to say to me, hey, Tommy, you want me to talk to him? It <laughs> You're making this into a bigger deal than it is. And when I, I tell everyone, <laughs> I'm like, that's it? <laughs> that's it? That's everything? That's my it? God, that's, that's all? all? Do? <laughs> ah, what the hell? So, um, what's the latest? We were just talking to uh, talking to Timmy Lammers about the top five movies in his opinion of the year. Pretty damn good movies, actually. Most of yeah. them. Yeah, there's good movies. This is a good weekend for TV. I'll tell you, anyone who has been following the Gypsy Rose Blanchard story mm -hmm. yeah. tonight on Lifetime, and for it's, it's a three-night affair uh, for two hours if you want to make the commitment. Um, I reviewed the docuseries earlier this week, and it is wild, and especially if you're following the current news of her being released from prison. She was released on December 28th. And then mm -hmm. you get to kind of like roll it back and see what those 18 months sort of leading up to her parole hearing and getting married um, behind bars, the concerns of her family that actually does care about her, not for the mother, Dee Dee Blanchard, who, um, you know, had Munchausen by proxy. Such a fascinating story. Lots of red flags raised. Um, and so many people saying to Gypsy, like, I am so sorry I failed you because adult after adult after adult failed her along her entire journey. It's unbelievable. Well, we'll have to give it a whirl. Gypsy. So kind of interesting you'd name your daughter Gypsy Rose, or did she take that on herself? Nope, that was her name at birth. Um, her mother was quite a character. I mean, it, it's definitely one of those where you can even see Gypsy so conflicted because she's like, my mother was my best friend. And at the same time, her mother was inflicting horrific abuse on her, um, really showing the Stockholm syndrome that she suffered in addition oh. to her mother having Munchausen by proxy. That makes sense. But why would you name your daughter after a stripper? Gypsy Rose Lee was a very I fair. Very think, didn't we look this up and she wasn't named after the, uh -huh. the stripper? Yeah, I think, I think Andy, so. Andy, I think you looked it up. Uh, yeah, it was something like, I don't know. She just watched Aladdin or something like that. It was some dumb reason. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Aladdin. Yeah. See if okay, I can well. find it. Just listen to Cinderella at my Gypsy Road, Take Me Home. Yeah. In the 80s. There you go. Yeah, I found you some go. Reddit thing that says, uh, oh, I believe it. It's because they like the name Gypsy, and her the rose part comes from Guns N' Roses. Well, I wasn't far off. No, you really weren't. Yeah. 
the um yeah and her dad is really interesting because he obviously cares very much and uh her now stepmother christy blanchard um but i just think everyone was just in over their heads had no idea what munchausen by proxy was um doctors nurses they are all speaking on record and saying how that they failed to recognize the signs of this so oh, really? um yeah and and then also we get to really get a good look at her now husband <laughs> and um how she rushes from relationship to relationship like i literally was like screaming at the screen like slow down don't do this like get engaged you know go for that but at least have a year outside of prison walls before you get married and see what your life is like um because she's become an internet sensation and he's a school teacher from louisiana you know, just so many dynamics are going to change over the next year. And I worry for her a lot because she's a very likable person considering. And it's it's one of those like two things can coexist. You can be a really sweet, charming, personable person that you root for. And she still could have made a very bad decision by telling her boyfriend and be complicit in the killing of her mother. It's it's such a weird mm -hmm. like space to watch as a viewer. No, it doesn't, yeah, it's got to be very, very odd. Now, explain to people what Munchausen by proxy is, because some people maybe, it's been a while since I've even heard that term. Munchausen by proxy is basically um, when you have someone under your care, whether it's a child or another family member, mm -hmm. and insisting that they are sick. Um, and so it's a mental illness of the caretaker. Mm -hmm. And basically, she had convinced doctors as well as her daughter that she had cancer, that she had muscular um, deficiencies, that she had asthma. And they would move around from doctor to doctor to doctor, never really bringing those medical files that you would need if you're like, hey, you have cancer. Shaving her head, saying that she had cancer and this is from chemo. Um, often talking about things that she, dental problems that she had. So the poor girl had really bad dental health and got her to the point that she was addicted to painkillers because Ooh. so many doctors, and remember, she's a, she's a young child and she was constantly like chasing that high um, and even chasing that high in prison until she got clean. God, what a sad story that, what brings that on Munchausen by proxy? What brings that on in the, the, the parents? That is beyond my knowledge of like what brings it on, but yeah. it is considered a mental illness. Um, but I, I wonder like what that is that, you know, because mental illness can obviously manifest itself in so many different ways, but this is a mm -hmm. real extreme one because you're also inflicting pain mm -hmm. on your child, but then you're also inflicting pain on other family members who right. now have to live with the fact that they didn't step in. They weren't able to recognize it. They believed her. She was obviously a really good liar, a really good actress. Well, classic Munchausen is when you pretend to be sick in order to get medical right. care. Right. And that is about, it's about being taken care of. Um, it's about getting attention. You know, it's about feeling special, that sort of thing. Because mo a lot of people with Munchausen They'll have a very strong social media presence, always posting about the latest ailment they have and how strong mm -hmm. they have to be to get over it. And, you know, the doctors say that I'm going to die next week, but I'm going to fight. And they get a whole lot of attention and support from social media. And even though it's all fake, it's it counts to them. And Munchausen by proxy is basically just an extension of that where they're not willing to go as far as fake illnesses so instead they 
fake or often induce illnesses in others in order to get that same attention. Oh, there you go. And oh. they were um, pulling, I mean, they got a house from Habitat from Humanity. Oh, they yeah, obviously exactly. did lots of make-a-wish type of situations, mm -hmm. which again, is taking away money and resources for kids who really do deserve those trips to Disney World or those funds towards that, that dream vacation. Um, and again, taking away a home from someone to Habitat for Humanity is like, I mean, yeah. it's mind-blowing when you think yeah. about it. Um, but if anyone watches it, and let me know because I want to hear your thoughts on her husband, Ryan Scott Anderson. Because I was like, waving those red flags. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You got the you got the motion. You got the whole deal down. Oh, it was like going. I mean, my whole living room. I was like, there were red flags popping up left and right when I was watching him pop on the screen. And um, the next year, and I, you know the. They leave it. They leave this story very open. And I feel like Lifetime is probably going to give them their own reality series, given uh, the amount of attention Gypsy's receiving from the media and the fact that she's become kind of an Internet sensation right now. So I would not be surprised if we see a Gypsy Ryan reality show. Gypsy Rose Ryan. A Gypsy Rose. Well, yeah, she's she'd be Anderson. So she's Gypsy. Oh, Rose Blanchard Anderson. Yeah, he's Ryan sure. Scott Anderson. Oh. Works for me. So what else is happening in Hollywood? Any? We just went down with uh, Timmy, the top five movies, in his opinion. Some of them sounded awfully Some of them were good. I saw a few of them. I, I couldn't get any deeper into that horrible De Niro, whatever Flower that moon. oil movie was. <laughs> oh, God, that movie sucked. What's Our billboards all around Hollywood are like a masterpiece because right oh. now we're in the middle of award show season. So they're trying to because there's voters live all over the place, you know, SAG voters and obviously Oscar voters. And I just was driving yesterday and I'm like, you know, I just saw that for De Niro's performance and like, it's a masterpiece. And I'm like, it's a long movie to slog through, to be honest. Plus the fact <laughs> he did the exact same thing he always does. He's got, there's comedy Robert De Niro and there's yep. drama Robert De Niro. And that's yep. it. If you want to see classic Robert De Niro, I mean, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, those are the movies to go back and watch. I understand because I've never even talked to him, but I understand he's one of the biggest pricks you'd ever meet. Uh, he's very, I haven't interviewed him, but he is very challenging to interview. Mm -hmm. um, we'll give you those very short one word responses and God forbid you don't give him an open-ended question. If you give him a yes, no, close question, you're in so much trouble because that question ended in a split second and you have nowhere else to go. You've been back. You backed yourself in a corner. So great because Brad Blanks has an entire list of the times he's interviewed. <laughs> uh, he's interviewed him. And of the, I think, 20 times he's interviewed him, there are a total of a 27 words. In 20 interviews. Huh? Yeah. What? Uh? <laughs> he does. He compiles them all together. And I yes. think it's 15 yes. seconds. It's amazing. <laughs> that is on brand. Like, that's what's crazy about it. That is completely on brand. And actually, yeah. it doesn't blow my mind at all. Because I'm like, yep, that is what you hear all the time. When, when he has to do a press junket, it is like. It's like you're telling him, you have to go to the dentist, we're pulling all your teeth, and we're not giving you any sort of anesthesia. That's how he feels about it. And it's his antagonistic view of the press 
it doesn't help him. It doesn't help the movie. No. It's written in your contract that you do have to promote this film. So fake it. You're an actor. You can handle. And, I, you know, he's at a level of his career where he can say, I only want to do five interviews. I'll do New York Times. I'll do Entertainment Tonight. You know what I'm saying? He can mm-hmm. dictate this mm-hmm. a little bit more than someone younger in their career that's going to have to do 100 interviews in two days. I got to be honest with you. He played a good gangster, and that's about it for me. I don't think he's funny in the least. He can play one character well, and that's about all he can do. I don't know why he's got such a massive ego. I think he was the guy in Meet the Parents. Do you know? Like yeah. that was. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. him in general. And you know, if you were his kid and bringing home your significant other, I feel like that interrogation would actually happen. <laughs> Probably true. Look, I don't. I, I like some of the movies he's been in. Don't get me wrong, but it's just the same gangster character. That's what it is. And a lot of actors kind of, once they find their groove, Hugh Grant is only playing Hugh Grant on screen um, and has made a very good career out of it. Of course, a lot of the action stars kind of play one note. And if they're making a lot of money, why rock the boat? I don't know. I mean, unless you're looking for that, that Oscar or, you know, that adulation of like, look, they can also do drama or look, they can also do comedy. You know what I really love thinking back now? This is many, many years ago. But Joe Colombo, the mafia boss, right, in New York, he spent a ton of time on the microphone, uh, on the streets, saying, would you stop making mafia movies, stop making movies about Italians, and they're always criminals, and I'm sick to death of it, stop making these movies. But every time they make one, everybody they hire is an Italian. (laughs) I think that's hilarious. Like, oh, okay, well... Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's always Robert De Niro, an Italian. Go down the list of people. Uh, And don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed some Robert De Niro movies. I have. There's no question about it. He's been very, very good in some of them. But I have just heard from so many people I know that he's really unpleasant to deal with. Yeah, I think his body of work in the 70s is, it's impeccable, honestly. If you want to go and look at his career, go go back and watch some of those classics. You are correct. Anything else good going on? Um, well, sad news. David Soul, uh, probably a lot of people know him from Starsky and Hutch. Sure, he played Hutch, sure. passed away mm-hmm. today at the age Aww. of 80. I know. It's. I feel like we're losing a lot of those like classic TV stars from the 70s and 80s. So yeah, um, he had a long illness and passed well, away. He's in like, like a handsome blonde, if I remember. Yes, he? he was. Yeah. And yeah. I, I have only seen reruns of the show, but sure. Going back and, and looking at it, you can tell that he was a total heartthrob at, during his uh, era on TV. Didn't he also have a top 40 single hit? Don't give up on us, saying? baby. Yeah. Don't give Don't up give on us, baby. Exactly. David Soul. Yeah, he did. I remember that. Absolutely. There were a lot of actors from the 70s and 80s. If they could even sing like a note, mm-hmm. you would get a record deal. We see a lot of that with the soap stars. Don't too, Give Up On Us um, actually charted uh, number one in you in America number one so yeah billboard did pretty well yep it took number one in Australia the UK the US uh, New Zealand and Canada so it did pretty well for a song I've never heard of (laughs) it is a good song that makes me think how old is Paul Michael Glazer who played Starsky he must be up there too then he is 80 also oh I, I don't know if a lot of people remember Paul Michael Glazer's wife 
died of AIDS during the AIDS crisis. Oh yeah, he yep. had a blood transfusion, and yep. um, it was he was one of the the first actors to really he Elizabeth Taylor and a few others to really step out front and say this is not just a disease limited to the LGBTQ plus community, and he raised a ton of money. I think Elizabeth was his wife's name. Okay. Yep. That was a tough deal. There's no question about that. You know what? One thing is kind of interesting, Kristen, is that, you know, Kath and I had a pretty busy day running around yesterday. So we finally got home, I think at around seven o'clock at night. And it's nice to be able to sit down and go through a Fargo or a Reacher or a, there are so many good shows now. You watch a couple hours, an hour and a half, couple hours of television. I don't think the television's ever been better. As a matter of fact, I know it's never been better. Well, what I love is that we have this library to access. And mm -hmm. whether it's something current or whether going back, in fact, just this made me think of it, Northern Exposure, which people have been begging to be on streaming, has finally arrived on Amazon Prime. Oh, um, okay. Which was a show that ran late 80s, early 90s, Rob Morrow. And people are super excited all seven seasons are available. Um, it's a charming series if anyone hasn't seen it and probably worth a relook. And what's the name of it? Northern Exposure. Northern Did Exposure. you ever interview Rob Morrow or Janine Turner? I, yeah, both of them actually. Okay. Janine Turner was very, very nice to talk to. She was very pleasant. Yeah, and uh, they had great chemistry together. It's about a New York mm -hmm. City doctor who winds up in a small town to practice medicine. Um, but the show really holds up and uh, it, people it's one of those like Moonlighting was another one this year that finally, you know, right. came back and that. people kind of have this like running top 10 list of like, why isn't this movie on stream or why isn't this television show on streaming or available? Northern Exposure was another one of those. So it uh, is finally available. So another great thing to watch this weekend. Yeah, a lot of great stuff like that. No, no question about it. I just, uh, it's kind of sad though when you bring up the fact that these guys are eighty, which means they're all going to start dying, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, life expectancy in America is like seventy-eight, I think. So seventy-eight, I think it is seventy-eight. Yeah. Is it still so, a difference between men and women? Like women still outlive men? Yep. Mm -hmm. But the gap is closing. Oh, is it now? I didn't even know the gap was closing. Why is the gap closing? Uh, there's a number of theories there. We can't really say for and, sure. I mean, well, no, no real reason. Honestly, I would have working had... more is probably a big part of it. Work mm -hmm. takes yeah, its toll. It does indeed. Anything else you want to schmooze about sister? Yeah. Um, good well, news. This it. is one of my favorite shows. Hacks has finally announced that they are coming back uh, for season show. three. That is the Gene Smart show, which mm -hmm. I would say is very loosely based on a Joan Rivers type of um, story in her career. But this show, the last we saw it was 2022, believe it or not. And it had a couple of like starts and stops. Um, Gene Smart had to undergo surgery for a heart condition la or early last spring. So they stopped production. They went back to production for season three. And then, of course, they had the six-month shutdown because of the strikes. Mm -hmm. So the good news is that they've, over the last few weeks, they finally wrapped. And we will see it back on Max sometime this spring. They have not announced the actual premiere date. But it will be on track for a 2024 debut, which is so good because so much has been pushed to 2025. Yeah, because of that long. How long was that strike again? Six months. Uh, six months. The writer's strike was six months, and it was probably about five and a half months with the actor's strike. But the because there were no writers, a lot of shows 
maybe worked an extra couple of weeks. And then once the actors went on strike, that was it. No question. Now I'm going to have Bruce. I'm going to have Bruce Willis stuck. And God, that echo is annoying as hell. Um, I'm going to have Bruce Willis on my mind all day because I'm expecting any day to hear that he probably didn't make the cut anymore. Um, Bruce Willis is, is not going to be around much longer. I can tell you that much. No, he's not. He, he is struggling with his health. And I, I think if you take any look at what some of the photos and some of the stories that his wife, Emma Hemming, along with his children, like uh, Rumor and Tallulah, um, and it's a third daughter. He's got three daughters, but oh, he's got five daughters, but the, the three oldest ones, um, they've been sharing a lot of their stories. Scout is the Scouts, third one. That's yep. it. Scout, there you um, go. They've been sharing a lot of the stories and you can tell that they are probably in the final chapter of his life and that, you know, these are the, the final moments. They've all gathered together. They spend the holidays together. That includes Demi Moore. Um, so the ex-wife and the current wife, everyone gets along and everyone's participating mm -hmm. in taking care of him. One of my favorite things of being on the Q morning show all those years was uh, interviewing her, his first wife's mother. Did you ever meet her? Oh, Demi Moore's mother? Yes. She was a wackadoodle, wasn't she? <laughs> she was out there. Brittany, do you remember? Is that why you got the big smile? No, but I'm intrigued. I had no idea. Oh. Why were you she interviewing came in her? She came into studio. I don't know how she got booked or whatever, but she came into studio. I think she wrote a book about her daughter. I think okay. that she did. They had a very tumultuous relationship for right. years. But it was hilarious because every break, I would she would get up and leave because she wanted to be on for like an hour, something like that. And we had three breaks back then per hour. And every time there was a break, I would walk down the hall and look out the window. And she remember that ramp that came up in front from the 917 North Lilac Drive. Yeah. She would be smoking like two cigarettes. She'd smoke <laughs> a whole cigarette and then light another one and smoke that one too. Oh my, my God. Jesus. Yeah, she was a piece of work. You could tell she she wasn't a fan of anybody. Mm. That's a way to put it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna see if I can induce the echo. So uh, you start talking. Okay, I'm talking right now. Uh, can't hear any echo now at all. It Nothing sounds yet. pretty good so far. No echo? Huh. I don't have any echo. All right, how about you, Brittany? You start talking. I like when I ride a bicycle down the street for fun. <laughs> boom, 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 no, boom. I can't make it happen, so I don't know. Uh, You've mentioned it a few times. We can't hear it. The audience can't hear it, and I can't explain it. Okay, well, as long as they can't hear it, it's just if somebody stumbles, it's because they have a severe echo in their headphones. Huh. Like but it, it's not constant. It pops up, but I don't know why. Is it me? Only don't me. give me the finger. <laughs> hey, Kristen, it's, <laughs> Kristen, it's Golden Only Globe weekend, right? It's what Golden it? Globe weekend, yeah, yes. What uh, do you have? What are your plans do you have anything that you're looking forward to are there any moments that we should expect from the golden globes that uh, you're going to be talking about next week yeah i think the the big thing uh, the big scope and the story of golden globes this weekend is uh what is it going to look like because it has had several controversial years and we now have joe coy who you know if you've taken a look at some of his promotions for it they're kind of corny so i feel like everyone's being very conservative um with like the jokes and uh, you know how far he can go with his comedy and remember this is usually the edgy 
uh, award show. And I think people are expecting that. People want the Ricky Gervais. People want the Amy Poehler and Tina Fey type of like make fun of those celebrities that are in the audience. Don't take Hollywood so seriously. But we're they're under new ownership. This is um, Penske Media and bought Dick Clark Productions and Dick Clark Productions owns the Golden Globe. So we're looking at uh, a new production company putting their stamp on this. And uh, all eyes are on the show because some celebrities didn't want to attend. They were a little bit concerned that if I'm in the audience and I'm nominated and something goes wrong and I'm there, I don't want to be, you know, everyone just gets so nervous about the mm -hmm. bad publicity. But we are starting to see that some names are coming forward. Taylor Swift is expected to be there because mm -hmm. she's nominated for her Errors Tour. So some of the you're starting to see some of the celebrities start to come back. They're going to do a Suits reunion. So just it's showing that they're like on trend with what's happening in streaming. They're really trying to like draw in viewers. It's on CBS for the very first time. If you've watched it for years, it's been on NBC. So you got to move over to CBS and Paramount Plus. But remember, this is only a one year deal. So if this is a complete failure, they're back to zero with no broadcast network. Oh, God. Uh, they're they're all coming. How many? Because I know that they're folding into one another now. Disney has taken on a bunch of other channels and our streaming channels, all that kind of stuff. Are we going to end up with three or four like we had back when I was a kid? ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. I mean, is that how Pretty it's going to end up again? It's going to end up once the, like yeah. everything sort of shakes out. Everyone yep. tried their hand at trying to make a lot of money in streaming, and they realize that there's not a lot of money in streaming in the subscription model. That's why everyone's going back to sort of that ad-based model, which is what broadcast TV was based off of, or linear yes. network, as we call them now. And they can't survive alone. Paramount Plus is hemorrhaging money left and right. They cannot survive without somebody buying them. It looks like it'll be Warner Brothers, but there's a couple other players in the mix. So we'll see how that shakes out. We know that um, Disney is buying out Comcast, so they will be the yep. full owners of Hulu. Yep. And um, remember, Showtime's already been folded into Paramount Plus. So we're going to see probably a few more of those networks kind of all become big behemoths again and there'll only be maybe maybe like five or six players but the streaming wars are officially over is what everyone's kind of calling it and netflix won the race it did really because see to me netflix has the least amount of watchable programs i think paramount is much better that's think. because you're a Taylor Sheridan viewer you know and and well, you that's like those shows so yeah. if you're not for a lot of people there's just not a lot of interest where Netflix has a broader scope and other networks have realized that if they don't license some of their movies and TV shows to Netflix, they're losing out on a huge source of revenue. So we're going to start to see a lot of that crossover again. Remember when for a while, like the office was on Peacock and it was also on Netflix. We're going to see that crossover because the other networks need the money. Who runs Netflix? Ted Sarandos. He is a brilliant man, and I'll tell you why. Because every five-year-old on up I've ever met knows Netflix and nothing else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. That's all they ever talk about is Netflix. How did they pull that off? It, it's all in branding. And, yeah. you know, I, I do. I host this um, particular leadership course um, for, on the corporate side for um, people that work in 
I would say like on customer service, customer facing roles. And we always talk about brand strategy and there, if you just sit there and show a logo, not with the name on it, but just maybe like the colors mm -hmm. and the actual logo, people will go, oh, that's Netflix. Oh, that's Starbucks. Oh, that's right. Apple. You don't yep. have to say anything. You don't have to go Netflix and chill or anything else like that or do the ta -dum. People know exactly I what like this the is. I like the That was good. Ta -dum. Ta -dum. <laughs> My cat does not like it. When we hear the ta -dum, she <laughs> right. runs out of her room. <laughs> See, it's Linus. I Linus is scared of his own shadow. But, um, <laughs> but I, I think that that is one of the really big things. There are certain corporations that have had genius marketing and that's why a three-year-old can go, I know exactly what Netflix is. They do. They mm. Every one of them knows Netflix. Now, my favorites tend to be, I like Hulu a lot. I like Paramount a lot. Um, is that because they're they're focusing on people in my era? I, obviously, there's a reason I like that programming because it means something to me. Do, do entire streaming networks focus on certain demographics? Because it seems to me I, Netflix is trying to get everybody. Netflix is trying to get everyone. It's it's trying to mm -hmm. get uh, you know the preschoolers like all the way up to people right. who are you know ninety. Um, but there's a lot of times you'll see a lot of that like the they they're kings of like the ninety minute rom com or the ninety minute sort of like teen romance because you will right. always see those trending on Fridays and things like that. So they also know that they have to hit their core demographic. Where I look at something like Paramount or Hulu um, for people with maybe more mature taste, more sophisticated palettes for dramas and things like that. Um, HBO, I feel like used to have that. They need to kind of have a comeback in that area. Um, so we'll see what happens in the next couple of years with HBO or Max or Warner Brothers because it's all like mm -hmm. lumped into one big thing, especially if Paramount Plus sort of merges in with all of that. That might be a way to get that sort of prestige back to the network uh but they all have their place amazon i feel like i never really know what's on there unless something right. really breaks out of the mold yep. um for me that was like marvelous mrs mazel i go oh i gotta go there and watch it but otherwise i'm like what else is on there you know it's really interesting too that the acorns and brit boxes of the world they've been around before but i think their programming has gotten a lot better too really really great detective shows things like that yeah, and you need to. You need to have mm -hmm. um, those really strong roles because if you don't, and strong um, scripted shows, people are, it's so easy to say unsubscribe. Oh, I'm going to just yeah, save yeah. that $10 a month, $12 a month. I mean, these prices have all gone up quite a bit over the last couple of years. How's the guy doing? Oh, I can't, God, I can't remember his name now. I can see his face, but can't remember his name. He has a bunch of, uh, I don't like comedy interview shows. He's a black man in America today. He was going to buy a huge network. Who who am I talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Are you, and he was going uh, to... Are you talking about the former comedian, now that I'm blanking on his name? Is he a former comedian? Or are you... I don't know. I'm just... I'm trying to, like, gauge oh, where God, you're going What is with his it. name? I'm trying to figure out some of the some of the shows like, the, like he has a Wayans brother small no he's not a Wayans brother but he's that era definitely god I, he's a huge he made a ton of money i mean the guy's a billionaire uh and off these smaller like he like does interview shows um he has like three four comedians in on his show at the same time on one of his shows 
God, why can't I remember his name? But he was thinking about buying uh, Warner Brothers. You know who I'm talking about? He had talked quite a bit about Byron Allen. Warner Brothers. Byron Allen. That's exactly who it is. Byron Allen. Good yeah. job, Michael Blaine. Byron, Byron Allen was going to buy ABC. Oh, ABC. That's what he ABC, was. Okay. Yeah. So he made an offer to Bob Iger um, to buy ABC and some of the affiliate networks as well right. around the country. Right. And he actually is the biggest owner of affiliate stations around the U.S. right now. But he wanted more in the fold. And mm -hmm. I think Bob Iger, you know, after he sort of like threw it out there that maybe ABC was up for sale, he stepped back and just right. said, nope, not just yet. Um, ABC had a better fall season than they anticipated with all of their unscripted fare. Um, yeah. So I think that Bob wants to hang on to it for a little while longer and possibly up the sale price if Byron Allen is still interested. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Byron Allen he has the money and has the power, and he has created an incredible empire. He really has. And and without content that would appeal to, to almost everybody, he, he, he knows his niche on certain areas. He has several different niches, but he knows them really well. And that's how he's made. I, he's got to be worth about a few billion dollars, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's worth a ton of money. You know, my yeah, friend, yeah. Um, I used to back in the day when I used to take um, I worked, we worked with Kitty a media coach. Yeah, Kitty's coming. Um, Kitty's I worked coming. with a media coach um, in my first years here in Los Angeles. Jennifer Lucas was dating oh, yeah. Byron Allen at the time. And we yep. were like, oh, my gosh, that's so crazy. They're married and they have like three or four kids. Mm -hmm. um, he's from Minnesota. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, I you got to look at that guy and go, I don't know how the hell he got started because I never even heard of him about 20 years ago. And then all of a sudden he's picking up these really kind of cheesy shows. Uh, like he, he does one, it's supposed to be a like a live, it's not really skit stuff. It's kind of what's, it doesn't really matter. Never mind. I'm going off the deep end on this now. But well, I can just say that he, he made a lot of money in like uh, syndication. He he syndicated yeah. a lot of like lifestyle yep. shows, comedy shows, real estate shows, and and you probably are like I've never seen his shows. Oftentimes he's producer on them, but I, I guarantee yeah. you've seen. They were like lifestyle, the rich and famous type of shows um, yes. yep. back in the day, and he made a fortune syndicating them. Yeah, he did. No question. That's going to do it, sister. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks very much, Kristen Burke. Bye. Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, North American Banking Company, bringing you Kristen Burke. We'll take a break. We'll come right back, and uh, we'll polish off the show right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. -E -E that's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that 
doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard name service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan. A sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah. Now we're so then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. You know. All right. We're back at it, ladies and gentlemen. I love Kristen Burt. She's wonderful. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She is indeed. I thought it was funny uh, how I've her asked... eyebrows almost hit the ceiling when you were talking about Demi Moore's mother. <laughs> Demi, oh, God. How crazy. Demi Moore's Those mother. eyebrows just went like straight up, completely disappeared in her hair. That's, uh, my eyebrows have that effect. <laughs> Uh, get ready for another chapter in our exciting Twin Cities, or excuse me, Target City Center liquidation. That that makes me sad. The Target uh, City Center corporate offices in Minneapolis are shutting down. That's sad, don't you think? I mean, they've already said they've shut down how many stores already? Been a, quite a few, hasn't it? Quite Target. A few. Yeah, yeah, they kind of did an inventory of what ones aren't producing and yeah they're shutting them all yep. down like the uptown one it feels like that was there for about 20 minutes before they were like yeah let's get rid of it so yeah they're definitely making oh, really? decisions yeah uh so yeah target city uh target city center liquidation auction series in its fifth event we will be uh, auctioning off contents from uh, upper office floor 17 28 and 30 and 34 as Target winds down operations at their downtown Minneapolis City Center Corporation office, or corporate office, excuse me, this auction presents a bonanza of office furniture and equipment from workstations and cubicles to conference tables, appliances. So they're not going to open up another area? 
I, I think they did open up another campus for Target, um, but I think they still are not using most of the, they've got quite a few floors downtown. And uh, so if you are looking for a, you want a cubicle wall, and I know, especially if you're in broadcasting, people use those cubicle walls for little at-home studios. Yeah, um, yep. Or a rolly chair. This, you can buy one pretty cheap that they are selling on this website. This is really, really bad news for downtown Minneapolis, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they've taken a big hit in like the lunch space and uh, like the Skyways lunches and stuff like that. Those little restaurants and, and yeah. businesses are, are definitely struggling. Yeah, every once in a while I'll walk through the Skyway and it feels like it's about 90% empty in some spaces. Oh, God. See, that to me is bad city and state leadership. I'm sorry. You don't lose Target downtown Minneapolis. That should never have happened. And I just don't understand what kind of, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of violence down there back in the day. Is Nicollet Avenue as violent as it was a few years ago? I don't think so. I think think the main thing is is, uh, rationalizing the overhead that comes with having employees in mm-hmm. post pandemic is why you're not getting a lot of people uh, coming back. My friend is at target headquarters and she loves working from home and only going in for, you know, once a quarter or so for meetings. So it's like, if you're employed, if you're if right now, it's hard to keep employees and to get employees. So you kind of are at their whim if they want to work at home or not. So are there any downtown anywhere in America, downtown offices that are going to, going to still exist in another 10 years? What are they going to do with all that stuff? It's a great question. I kind of think it's going to cycle around and just start this cycle where there'll be a whole bunch of work from home now. And then maybe five, 10 years from now, everybody will flood back downtown again. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but the point that Brittany made, none of those restaurants are going to be open anymore. That's They're going true. to have nowhere to go for lunch or to hang out after. Hey, let's go have a couple of drinks after work across the street at the bar. They're all going to be gone. I mean, I, that's that's a tough road to hoe right there. That's It's so sad, the downtown business, because when I was a kid, like I said, when we used to live at on Plymouth and, and, uh, and uh, Bryant, I used to walk downtown as a 9, 10-year-old, something like that play around downtown all day because there was so much stuff to do. And then I'd walk back home. You couldn't even think of doing that at nine or 10 years old now, could you? No. Nope. Why did we let it get, go so far off the deep end, trying to kiss ass on people just to get them to vote for you? Who knows? Well, now, see this? Kind of that whole thing of just let, let's give everybody what they want. And we'll make it so everybody gets what they want. Everybody's special. Like, and just like Josh Arnold. Well, Josh Arnold, yeah, he's very I special. I call you Super Dave. That's it. Forget this oh, Officer God. Dave stuff. It's Super Dave. Okay, it's time to I wrap it up just because of that. Super Dave Osborne. That's it. Everybody is special, especially you. Thank you. And that's all I'm right to be special. <laughs> I will see you right. actually on air. I know that. Okay. That's that's <laughs> why I'm about to come right right in. I can pick uh, up. I you know, I've got a little little bit of age and I can pick up. I've been on radio before. No, everybody is is special. And I happen to be watching something this morning on CNBC. It was an inter- interview 
with uh, a gentleman from the American Enterprise Institute, also a Harvard, Harvard professor, and he wrote a book on how to live the life you want. And he said one of the biggest issues today is our leaders are pessimistic. So they want to take away that feeling of being special or being extraordinary. You're an extraordinary guy. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm just large. That's the only thing I got going <laughs> That's That's it? That's the only thing. That's I all can, you've got? I can lift the large. heavy things, yep, and reach the height stuff. That's it. Boy, wow. look at the time. We'd love to stay in Jamoes, but you are uh, Josh, taller you, than I am. Yeah. Well, thanks. We got to go. No, we got to go. You are taller go. than I. We got to move on. Actually, we'll take a break everybody right in this okay. in this. Uh, Why did I stay in this business? Studio is Josh, taller than I am. On, Josh, we got to go. We got to wrap it quick. Oh, we got to wrap it up. We'll go. The family show's coming up right after this. I'm done.